0: That's the good portion. The last time I was here, we led worship, and we led worship when I remember standing, I was standing right here, jumping up, losing my mind, because that's how I do worship, right? Because I need to lose a few pounds, so I'll just sweat it off on stage, okay? And so I'm jumping around, and I remember looking to my buddy Kyle, who's the director of Far Flung, and I said, Can you believe 48 hours ago I was in jail? The last time I was here, I had just been released from prison from a jail in africa it's a pretty pretty kind of scary situation but you know the like the whole time i was in that situation i I didn't find myself like begging god oh god if you get me out of zimbabwe i'll never come back god i promise i promise if you just get me out of this i'll i'll what else could i do like god i'll sell my farm oh crap i already did that uh God, if you just get me out of this, I'll, I'll give you my whole life. No, I already did that thing. Like, I didn't enter negotiations with the Lord when, when they arrested me. Seven pages of fingerprints in a jail that didn't have a working light bulb. Like, the police station where they're writing down my, like, affidavit of arrest, they have Microsoft Word 4. And the police chief says, if you come back to this country, if you could bring some new computers, look how difficult this is. And I love that he said that, because that means, you mean I'm getting out? You mean I'm not going to be arrested? He's like, oh, well, I can't say. It's very unfortunate. They kept using the word unfortunate. I hate that word. Because unfortunate sounds like you have three months to live. It's very unfortunate. You know, like, I hated that. What was, in in all of that, man, how did did I make it through? How did I, when I got into the jail cell by myself, dark, dirty, disgusting, laying on a bunch of old, dirty blankets, it was cold, they took my shoes, they wouldn't, they would only let me wear, like, one shirt, so, like, I had to take the t-shirt off and just put the hoodie on, and with no strings, it was terrible. How did I just go to sleep and sleep all night? I remember walking into the jail cell and and thinking to myself, man, this is bad. This is a real bad situation. They had at one point been talking about like six years in prison. They thought I was smuggling things out of their country. Do you know what kind of carried me through all that? Is I had already received the good portion of the Lord. Like that good portion. Jesus says, Mary has the good portion. When I laid down in that jail, they had a little window on one side and then this door to the outside. And I remember making the decision, I'm going to lay down, I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm not looking out that window. And I'm not going to pace around this jail cell. I'm not going to live in anxiety. I'm not going to be Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. I remember saying, like, just to myself, Peter slept in prison. Angel woke him up. But Peter, he went to sleep in prison. I need to sleep. I'm tired. How is it that I had the good portion? Because why? I didn't wait until things were bad to find his feet. I already had this relationship with the Lord that was like beyond invitation. I had come to a point where it wasn't that I invited the Lord into my house. I asked him to own my house. See, really, Martha has a problem with the way Jesus is running the house. Some people, like, they don't want Jesus to run their house because they don't like the way he runs the house. There's a whole cultural shift right now trying to tell us that Jesus needs to change the way he runs his house. But Jesus tells Martha, one thing is needed. It's the good portion. I can't tell you, like, exactly in words what that good portion is. What is that? Because if you're in here and like you need healing, there's a temptation to think that the good portion is healing. You need a financial miracle. There's there's like this idea that, man, I need a new job. And is that good? Yes. But is that the good portion that Jesus is talking about? Because Jesus says the good portion will not be taken. Will not be taken. Even if you get healed from cancer today, one day you're going to die. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. I'm such a great preacher. (laughs) You're all going to die. Listen, we're all even. Even eventually, healing will be taken from you. Even if you can amass great wealth, eventually you'll leave it all behind. What is that good portion? It's hard for me to even put it into words. It's shalom. The good portion is peace in the prison. The good portion is when my wife gets a diagnosis that says it looks like it's cancer. And I wait in the car. She comes out and she says, babe, remember when we prayed? I was like, yeah. She said, they can't find the mass anymore. The good portion is is knowing that if it comes back, I still have him. The good portion... It's hard to put into words. It's, it's all that Jesus does and is. It's everything he is and does. and It's when you get to spend time with him. He it's, it, it's, it's deeper than just saying he is the good portion. It's deeper than that. That good portion needs to be tasted. The good portion of God is more than just coming down and saying a sinner's prayer. It's so much richer than that. That good portion of Jesus is it is the reason they knew to call for him when Lazarus was dying because later Lazarus is dying and they call for Jesus and Jesus delays and when he finally gets there Martha comes back confronting him again and says in John he says she says this if you had been here my brother would not have died she doesn't stop there if you read in John she says but even now I know that whatever you ask the Father, he will do. The good portion is that relationship beyond invitation. That is the good portion. And if you're in the room, you know whether or not you have the good portion. You know. You can tell. I can't tell. You can't tell by who by how they worship. Girl in the white hoodie up here, far-flung girl. with. With the jumping and the worship, you can't tell by her jumping if she's got the good portion. Because we've learned how to look right. I can't tell just because you cry in a sermon if you have the good portion. But you know. You can feel it. I think today the Lord wants to offer it. Would you come and play? I think he wants to offer the good portion to us. thing about the portion that Jesus has for us today is this it can start here but it can't stay here that's the thing about church the stuff God's trying to start in you is supposed. sometimes it starts here but don't stay here that's why if we're living Sunday to Sunday we're like dying inside Cause it only starts here this is sweetheart you gotta live live this out last week i preached at a church and a little girl came down to the altar she looked to be about 12 which probably means she was 21 so i'm reaching that point in age now where i'm like man how in the world are these people so young she comes she's about 13 years old She's just standing back. She didn't really come up for prayer. I think she just came because her family came up. And she caught my eye and I said, listen, sweetheart, what can I pray for you about? Her eyes began to well up with tears. She couldn't hardly speak. And I said, man, it's not hard. I told her, it's not hard. I said, Jesus can give you peace. I said, sweetheart, Receive his peace. Shalom. They texted me the other day, like two days ago. Her mom got word to somebody at the church who got my Facebook or my, not my Facebook, my cell phone number. And said, her mom wanted me to tell you, it was like taking a different kid home all week long she been like a different kid what happened Brian the good portion oh she found the good portion the good portion is more than repeat after me prayers it's the good portion Jesus says it will not be taken from her sometimes Martha gets this kind of like to difficult reputation I think mostly most of us are hurt we're distracted we're troubled filled with anxiety trying to serve him instead of just sitting Far Flung's in a place right now where our world right now is about shalom it's about peace I have to fundraise my salary for missions I left a church that was debt-free with staff and $600,000 in the bank. Had my dream home. Great church. I left all that to go fundraise during a pandemic. You know what I've decided? Like every day, any day I wake up and think, oh my gosh, how am I going to make ends meet? Any day that that happens... I refuse to ask for anybody to be generous. I never ask for a donation on a day I feel fear. Why? Because it just breeds more fear. But there are days I wake up and I feel shalom. I feel peace. And suddenly like names will come to my mind and I'll call somebody and say, hey, listen, I'm going to Ecuador. I don't know if you want to be involved. And it's like, they'll just throw money i like, yeah, I'm, I do. I want to be involved. And I was like, cool. Well, if you, how can I give? Do you need a check? Do you need to drive to Tennessee? I was like, no, it's cool. You're in California. Just stay there. Because <laughs> everybody else is coming from California right now. Just stay there, okay, man? Shalom. Peace. Jesus says, my shalom I give to you. My peace I give to you. Jesus said, I did not come so you could serve me. I came to serve. Everywhere I go, on every continent I go, I think about this great commission that Jesus gave. Africa, Ecuador, Thailand, Cambodia, the Arctic, South America, Central America, all these places. You know what I found? Jesus did not come to make lower class people middle class, Jesus did not come to make middle class people upper class. He came to make broken people whole full stop. Would you stand with me all over the room? When I lock eyes with you, I see my reflection. When I lock eyes with you, feel your affection. I love to get lost in you. You're my obsession. When I lock eyes, with you.